Audio Wrangling is a sister site to Audio Angling, which allows people with angling and related topics to express them freely, as an insight into what some of the issues were in the early part of the 21st century. My name's Phil Williams, and this is a 2014 recording with Get Hooked on Fishing Chief Executive Sarah Collins, on the subject of support and funding for angling projects and initiatives. People regularly complain that not enough is being done to get young people off their backsides into angling. As you so aptly put it, get them off their Xboxes and onto seat boxes. Yet by all accounts, never enough practicing anglers and profit-making stakeholders, it seems, are prepared to do anything much about it. As somebody who's really passionate about getting more people into fishing to help them access the benefits of fishing, there are a few things that I'd like to really have a bit of a sound off about. One of those, I think, is that there's a lot of criticism that goes on in the press and on social media and forums about the different things that ought to happen. What I would like to see is that anglers themselves are maybe a bit more proactive and offer themselves forward and put a little bit of something back into angling participation, particularly in terms of, of youngsters. Now, I do realise that within the current climate, where there's all talk about CRB checks and DBS checks, that sometimes people will feel a little bit cautious about that kind of thing. But what I would like to see is maybe more of the people within the angling world Maybe engaging with organisations like Get Hooked on Fishing and the many others that are out there, because that's the perfect opportunity to be able to work with children, to work with young people and beginners in fishing in a very safe way, because we will take care of all of the paperwork that puts people off. We will make sure that you're not put in a vulnerable position. And so I quite like to use this audio wrangling as an opportunity to put a plea out to as many people as possible to get in touch with Get Hooked on Fishing, to have a, a chat about how you might be able to help us and really have a look at how you might put things back into fishing and the sport that you love and have spent your lifetimes doing. Where then does the majority of support come from currently and where might it come from in the future? There are the usual partners that many angling organisations work with, such as the Angling Trust and the Environment Agency. But one of the things that I think is hugely important and that we're having a huge amount of success with at the minute is the way in which we engage with the angling trade, whether it's bait companies, tackle companies. And we've had a huge amount of success from their sponsored and consultant anglers by having them donate their time to us. And that in itself is quite a major attraction, certainly to existing anglers. And we've had a huge amount of success there. So whilst it's not donation of, of funds, it is donation of time. And that in itself is a huge benefit to us. I suppose that the obvious thing when you're thinking about fishing and the ways in which people can help charities like Get Hooked on Fishing, you might obviously think about people who are existing anglers then passing on the angling skill. Well, one of the things that we'd quite like to hear from are people who have other skills. So, for example, we are in touch with Sainsbury's, we're in touch with Marks and Spencer's, we're in touch with Barclays Bank as examples. Now, they have staff who are encouraged to volunteer time to local and community groups. What we like is the fact that somebody who works for Marks and Spencer's will have exceptionally good customer service skills 
And we know that when we are running our sessions, when we are running our events, we actually need people who have got good customer service skills. They don't necessarily have to be an angler, but we can use those skills within our angling context. So when we have our registration and information areas, so as long as a, a volunteer from Marks and Spencers is well briefed, they can then use their customer service skills in that volunteering context, which is a huge benefit to us and it's a, a massive benefit to them. And so that's another avenue that we're exploring at the moment where we're looking at things like customer service skills and how we can use those within our projects for our events and our sessions. In terms of putting on an angling event, course fishing has a lot going for it in terms of organisational ease, safety and all the rest. But not everybody wants to go course fishing. Game and sea fishing will also appeal, though understandably from your point of view, there are logistical as well as cost implications to consider. What then can be done to open up those areas too? That's a hugely sort of tricky area. Um, there are, like you say, cost implications in both sea fishing in terms of the cost of the boats and in terms of game fishing. Often, in order to fish a certain beat on a river, it can cost quite a bit of money. Or even on a, on a still water, where it can cost quite a bit of money and if you reach your bag limits, then you have to sort of end your day of fishing. But I think there are ways that clubs and fishery owners can make that more accessible for young people, even if it's just around reduced ticket prices, for example, or hosting open days to allow different people to come and have a look and to have a try. And you don't necessarily have to catch fish. There's a huge benefit in being able to learn how to cast and to learn about entomology and to learn about how you tie flies and all of those different aspects, say, about the game fishing. And with the sea fishing, I'm very much a believer in promoting light rock fishing, LRF, where the fishing is very accessible and okay, you're targeting much smaller species, but that can be enormous fun and really quite exciting off jetties and piers and near rock pools and so on. We've had groups of youngsters spending huge chunks of time looking at rock pools and also trying to recreate rock pools once they get back to the classroom and things. And so I think there's lots of ways that barriers can be broken down that keep that interest in the fishing for those young people. Spell out for us then in terms of support exactly what is needed, why it's needed and the consequences for angling if it doesn't come through. A huge level of funding is required. I think if we can gradually over time convince organisations like Sport England about the benefits to grassroots sports that Get Hooked on Fishing does, then there's maybe a possibility that we will get funding from them. If we don't, then we've got to keep pursuing all of these different funders. We have to write lots of different bids. We could do with help in actually doing that. We're not experts in writing bids. It would be great if there was people from the general public who would help out with that kind of thing. The danger, of course, is that if we're not successful with our funding, if we have to reduce what we're able to provide, there is the potential there for a huge number of youngsters to not get involved in the sport, which would be a real shame because it's getting harder and harder anyway for angling clubs to get juniors involved. And these are missed opportunities if we're not careful. <laughs> 